am I when I strip away all that the world uses to define me? Who has God made me to be? What happens when we change our perspective from seeing ourselves through the world's eyes to seeing our true selves through God's eyes? For we were buried with him in baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we may walk into newness of life. This is Lucy Logan from the Harbour Church Falmouth. Join us as we share stories of new life and new perspective from those who have been set free to be their true selves in Christ. Lord, I am yours and this is me. Hello, Karina, and welcome to This Is Me, Harbour Church's very own podcast. We are so happy to have you with us. Hello. Hello. It's so lovely to have you share your story today, Karina. Um, it's really amazing the journey you've been on, and it's personally been a real joy for me to see your faith grow in strength as you've overcome some pretty big challenges in your life. And I do believe that a lot of people who are going to uh, listen to this podcast are going to connect with your story. Um, so let's just start with a really easy question. Um, when did you first come to Harbour Church and what was going on in your life then? So I first came to Harbour in September 2017, um, but I didn't really attend that regularly. Um, I had moved to Falmouth to start uni. Um, and what was going on in my life at that time, um, my mum's been quite ill for quite a while now. And the year I moved to uni, was it Alicia had ever been? So it was quite difficult moving away from home and starting afresh. And it, I felt quite alone. I didn't really have the support from home because I just weren't able to. Wow. Okay. So your first year of uni was a, a challenge because of that. Um, yeah, I can imagine. And then for you, what you wanted to share today was that kind of transition period between the end of your first year of uni and um, your second year. And that's when things started to get a bit more difficult for you. Yeah. So I'd made my way through first year and I'd just returned home for the summer and a week after returning home uh, one of our family members had a horrific head accident and mm. that basically took over our lives the whole summer um, and for, during this time as well I was struggling with my eating I was getting really bad stomach aches and so at the end of summer I was diagnosed with IBS but we still didn't know which foods triggered me so I was returning to uni, everything I ate was making me sick or like having these horrible um, stomach aches. My first lecture back at uni, I had this massive panic attack and I've had, I've suffered from panic attacks before, but like this was a really fearful, raw emotion. It was like so raw mm. uh, compared to anything I'd ever experienced before. And I very quickly deteriorated from that point. Um... I couldn't stay in a lecture longer than 20 minutes and that quickly got even worse to I couldn't leave the house on my own. I wasn't sleeping. I w everything I ate made me sick and I just got really mentally and physically ill. And wow. that led to the diagnosis of depression with the side effect of severe anxiety. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot that happens to you in um, such a short period of time. I remember that time actually and remember speaking to you about that and um yeah that was about a six-week period that that all happened in yeah that's crazy it's amazing how fragile our bodies are and how quickly we can deteriorate um yeah and how how linked our physical and mental health is as well yeah definitely um, yeah panic attacks really are horrible you do feel like 
you're going to die, don't you? It's not pleasant at all, bless you. So, um, so obviously with uni being really difficult, as you said, you only could attend lectures for 20 minutes. Um, then you, this actually led you to leaving, to leave uni, um, and go back home for a bit. Um, so what were you thinking then about God and your faith having suffered this extreme kind of, um, mental and physical health deterioration and what were you thinking about God at that time? Uh, yeah so it just got to the point where I couldn't look after myself and my parents came and picked me up and honestly my thoughts were like this is how it ends like Mm. I genuinely just didn't believe recovery was possible Um, in terms of God I felt abandoned Um, quite often my mum would say like God will use this God is in this and it's like but where is he like I can't feel it I don't think I just didn't feel like there was anything around me keeping me safe I didn't feel that at all Mm, yeah I really resonate with that um, feeling of abandonment because I went through a similar thing to you which Mm. you already know about Um, when I was studying at uni as well I had um, severe anxiety and panic attacks and I felt the same way. I, it's so hard in those moments when you feel, because it's it's such a raw feeling, mm. um, anxiety, and you really feel completely lost. And when God can't just click his fingers and you just feel better, mm. um, I can really understand how you would feel abandoned because that's yeah. exactly how I felt, that um, even I would pray and I would read Psalms from the Bible and I was and I wouldn't feel any better. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd be thinking, well, where are you? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, your mum's right there, that looking back, obviously we'll talk about this in a bit, that um, God was there all yeah. along. But um, was was there like a breakthrough moment for you where things started to change um, and started moving forward? Um, yeah, so I think being at home with my parents, I like slowly got a little bit better and started to think about doing my uni work again. But I still wasn't convinced I was going back to uni. Um, And I think it got to the point I was supposed to be back at uni the 7th of January, which was a Monday. And the Thursday before, I went, okay, fine, I'll try. Um, (laughs) So that weekend, me and my mum drove down to Falmouth on a Saturday. And at this point, I hadn't been to church for about four or five months physically because I just wasn't well enough but also because I'd felt uh, disconnected mm. um and Saturday evening my mum said what do you want to do tomorrow and I, I just said I want to go to harbour like I didn't know why I just said we're going to harbour tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> um and so we uh turned up at the princess pavilion and as we came in the first two people we met at the door were Dave Ball and Roger and it was just amazing. Like they just started chatting to us and welcomed us in. And the songs during that service were um, like, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love and who you say I am. Like they were just such declaration songs. Yeah. And so we'd had the service and we'd had one song after the service. And then Roger came back up to the front and like, I remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> Roger looked at me and he said, Karina I don't want to embarrass you and I don't know what you're going through but I had a picture of a boat and at the moment this boat is traveling down a narrow channel into the harbor and at the moment it's hard traveling down the channel but the harbor awaits you (laughs) 
And yeah, that was just incredible. I clearly remember hearing a voice say, child, do you still feel forsaken? And it was like, no. Like, I didn't know what was happening. It didn't mean it meant it was any easier, but it was like, no, like, that was so from God. That is super powerful. I'm like, I'm really teary right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to hear all those things together, you know, the ser- the, the lyrics of the songs and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Rog called you out in the service and said, this is for you. What a powerful picture. Yeah. And um, in that moment, did you think, did, did you kind of feel suddenly relief? Like God's there. God's been here the whole time. He's, he's got my back like what did you what did you think like in that moment when um you heard those messages I think like immediately I was just overcome with emotion I think um it was just like wow um particularly for it to be so personal yeah and just be like this is completely and directly at you and for God to speak like that when I had felt like he wasn't listening was amazing yeah yeah and I love that how that in a church full of people that God knows that you felt abandoned and mm. you felt that he hadn't seen you. And yet for Roger, for him to give Roger that message about you, you know, to reassure you that in, even in, in all those people that you're remembered, that you're loved. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I guess from there, how did, how did God like begin to help you on your journey of, of um of healing and uh yeah so I think one of the biggest things with going back to harbour was like the slow process of starting to make friends and have that community um the first the second time I went back to harbour the week afterwards um I had I got a card from Dave and Wendy Bull and the psalm on the front of it was psalm 91 verse 4 he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge and that's just been such a powerful verse for me just since then. Um, and the card actually had a abstract drawing of an angel on it, and I've copied that into my Bible. Wow. And it's just been so powerful, like, when you need that, like, just to lean into and you can hide under his shelter. That's the direct truth that I guess that you – that kind of spoke to that fear in yours, that fear that you were abandoned, fear that you felt um, mm. when you, when you are struggling with anxiety, and it, that that's that scripture speaks directly into that, doesn't it? That God's our refuge; He will deliver us, and um, you can rest in Him. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, going on from God's our refuge, I also shared um, with you about yeah, He will deliver us from all our fears. Mm. Um, and again, that's something I've really um, reflected over in my Bible. And I think actually the revelation of that came much later in the year. Um, but Psalm 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. And that links to the song Defender. And I just had this really powerful breakthrough. And I think it's just holding on to like it's a promise. Yeah. And you have to hold on to that and he will deliver us. And again, it's not like an immediate one-time thing. Like we're always going to come into more fear or there's going to be something yeah. else that happens and shakes us, but he is the deliverer. 
Mm. Um, and no matter what we're fearing, like we can always re-enter into that shelter. Yeah. I guess it's like moving from that place where we see God as um, someone who we can ask things and he'll just wave a wand and then things will be fixed to the understanding that we have a relationship with him and that um, yeah. that in relationships that's not how things always work, but um, we just need to trust in that relationship and mm. and just rest in that relationship. Yeah, um, definitely. And did you talk about, you talked to me about um, Jesus calming the storm as well? Yeah, so something that my mum shared with me, so I've got Matthew eight twenty four written down here, um, about suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And my mum talked to me about it as like, even when we go through the storm, like Jesus is on the boat um, and his presence is with us and he's there in the middle of the storm. Um, but then I remember there was one time I was, I think I phoned her in the middle of the night and I was sobbing uncontrollably and I was so overcome with panic and the other side of it that she talks about is like, you know that Jesus is on that boat with you. You know his presence is here. You know he's there. But if you are really this terrified, you can go and wake him up. Yeah, because he's asleep isn't he, at the back of the boat. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But yeah, if you really need him, go and wake him up and he'll be there for you. That's one of my favorite um favorite miracles just the image of Jesus sleeping on a cushion at the back of this boat yeah the disciples who are the closest to, to Jesus the people that knew him mm. best and and yet they're still doubting they're still questioning where are you why aren't you helping us we're all gonna die and Jesus sleep on this pillow I just it's just amazing isn't it mm. I like the idea also because obviously they they were trained fishermen they knew that this storm was life-threatening mm -hmm. and like they wake Jesus up and he's like why do you have so little faith like I was right here yeah <laughs> like I haven't yeah. left you <laughs> and he wasn't worried was he he was no. so you know it, it teaches us the posture that we should have you know not to fear it to just and it's all coming back to the idea of rest isn't it um, yeah which is amazing so um am I right in thinking that you had this really amazing realization through all this, um, this scripture that you read and um, just seeking Jesus more that you had this realization that, that you couldn't go back to the, who you were before and you couldn't go back to the life you had before anxiety and depression. Um, yeah. So actually I was sat in Yetta's car and I remember saying to her, like, I don't want to go back to being that girl I was like, I want to be transformed and I want to be who God made me to be. Wow. And I'd had this idea of mosaics and to this day, I haven't actually written it down. I've just got the word mosaics written in my journal. Yeah. Um, but just this idea of like mosaics are made from broken glass and there's actually a process of breaking the glass before you get the pieces you need to make the artwork. Um, mosaics are like, these beautiful ordained artifacts um, and just because I feel shattered into millions of pieces doesn't mean that I cannot be remade into something beautiful yeah yeah so that was just a picture that I had then um, and something else I learned during this time I've just written it down in my journal is my feelings do not determine or define the nature of God even when I feel alone and forgotten he is still with me for that is what he's promised yeah. And I think that was like a really major 
realization because it wasn't like oh because I feel alone or unloved that means I am it was like actually we've got to learn and seek the nature of God first to be able to understand it and yeah almost decenter ourselves from it that actually even though I'm feeling this overwhelming feeling it doesn't mean it's the truth yeah for sure it's something me and Keely were talking about last week um, in the last episode was about that and how um God's truths are the same today tomorrow um and our feelings are so changeable and um mm-hmm. it's so hard to do to to retrain ourselves to you know it talks about in in the bible about renewing our minds and we've really got to realign our thoughts with the truths of god mm-hmm. and not align ourselves with our own uh emo- emotions because emotions can be so misleading oh sometimes. yeah yeah and as you said you know if you feel i don't feel like if we go back to how you felt um, before, you felt abandoned, but you but that's not the truth. That's not mm-hmm. you know you weren't abandoned, but you just felt that way, and and yet it can it can mask um, the truths of God, which can really set us free. So. Yeah, I had this second moment of realization um, earlier in this year, mm-hmm. um, and just this idea of like God is bigger. Um, like God knows and has always known, um, just like Jonah ran so far from God, he ended up in the belly of a fish yet still fulfilled God's plan. Yeah. Like God has known since the moment he created me that I would suffer with bouts of mental illness. He knew that I would live with chronic pain, but I can still fulfill the plan that he has for me. Like not even my body and my mind can stop that. Yes. Just gives you so much reassurance knowing that just to know that, God sees our futures. He sees what's going to happen to us. Yeah. So, Karina, who do you see yourself as now? So, if you know, you're saying that you don't want to go back to who you were, but um, who do you see yourself as, and and how did you get this this new perspective? So, I think one of the things that immediately stands out is like I feel more confident in myself. But I think that's like as a result of like actually learning how God sees me and like I'm grounded in those truths now. Um, and I think a lot of what's happened over the past years is like a, my faith has been built on scripture. Yeah. And a lot more than it was before. And also just the community that I've had around me, like encouraging me and looking after me and loving me has been such an amazing like model of God's love. Mm. Yeah, I guess like the question would be like how... Because I, th- I think all of us have these, uh, I, I hope that all of us ha- will have these realizations in life where we see ourselves in a way that God sees us. But um, the difficulty is trying to maintain that view yeah. when we're constantly uh, bombarded with challenges and, and, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. Things happen to us, things happen around us. And, you know, how do we maintain that perspective? Yeah, so uh, John 3.30 says, he must become greater, I must become less. Mm-hmm. And this is just a little bit of free writing I did in response. As I learn more about him, he fills my soul. As we turn our focus to him, we become less full of ourselves as we make room for him to live in us. The more we learn his nature, the more we want to be guided and nurtured by him. He becomes more, we become less. But this does not mean that we lose ourselves or become lesser in ourselves, 
but rather we become who he created us to be. That's amazing. Can you like unwrap that a little bit for us? I think it's just like, I know something I've felt and talked about recently is like, um, sometimes it can seem like it's like, all of our desires aren't our own and we have to give them over. And I don't think that's true. I think it's, it's, it's a relationship, like you were saying earlier, and it's a two-way relationship. And as we surrender, um, he then either gives us new or sanctifies the desires of our heart. I believe that the desires I have, he's put in my heart and they're going to be used for his will. Um, but we have to be obedient to that as well and actually open up and ask like it says we have to rely on we have to ask for his strength and not rely on our own understanding and just as you lean more into him I think you're just filled more and more if you're just going about your day just trying to fill yourself up then you're missing out on what he might want to give you for that day yeah yeah. um yeah and just being aware to him being around you really Mm. I guess like some such cool idea how um obviously God created us he made us Mm. um, and so the best way to discover ourselves is to discover God yeah and find out who he is and um the best way to find out who God is is to look at Jesus and see who he was and um Mm in that journey we kind of find out more about who we are as well yeah so yeah I love that that you kind of came that realization to kind of seek God first Mm. and I think that links in with like our gifts as well is once we've sort of started to open our minds or received what our gifts from God are we can then use those to pursue God um so this is sort of what I've been doing like since lockdown started as I've just written down a verse each morning and then just written whatever comes to mind or whatever I believe the Holy Spirit's leading. Like some of the words, I don't know where they come from. I just, I'm learning (laughs) as I write them down. Yeah. Um, But that's just been so amazing. Yeah. Um, So Karina, as just like a little final question, really, you've had so much great stuff to share. Um, What would you say, I know even before this whole lockdown thing happened, um, so many young people, I see, I've seen a huge increase in people experiencing anxiety, experiencing mm. depression. Um, it seems to be a real um, challenge for people at the moment. And um, what would you say um, your encouragement is to those people who are experiencing those? Uh, so I think the first thing is like what, a verse that I came across quite early on in my recovery last January was 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 to 4. And basically in that verse, it's talking about how um, God comforts us not to make us comfortable, but to make us comforters. And that was just a real thinking point of like, well, actually, when I'm through this, I've actually gained a lot because I will have learned. I can, and definitely now, like I can empathize on a different level with people. Mm. And... I think also sensitivity is another thing that's come out of it and actually getting to the point of learning that being sensitive is actually a gift, um, which can be quite hard sometimes when you're just emotionally affected by everything. Um, (laughs) But actually like 
that's such a deep gift to feel stuff I think like in your heart and to be moved by it definitely definitely it gives you the capacity to really care and God wants us to be compassionate people and yeah um, you know I'm the same as you I struggled for a long time feeling kind of embarrassed about how vulnerable I was and how sensitive I was anyone that knows me knows that I'm a crier I cry at anything um but as you said it's an amazing gift and um it's so cool that you are going to be able to use that to show show the world around you such deep compassion and that's you know that's the compassion that God feels for his people so yeah and I think the other thing that comes into that is it actually helps you form relationships I think is another thing I've learned is actually being vulnerable with people and then when that person's like oh wow like you've opened up to me and then there's that layer of trust that's built and then they can then be vulnerable with you as well and that's really important definitely you can help other you, you know you're helping other people um open up and and if they're talking about things that are vulnerable to them and that gives them a sense of freedom you know mm. so that's amazing yeah and um do you want to share your so just for everyone listening Karina has written some kind of declarations that um if I'm right in saying this Karina that you kind of read out um to remind yourself of these truths that you've learned mm. yeah so yeah I've got a page that I've, I've stuck it in my bible next to psalm 139 uh-huh. um purely because some of the things come directly from that psalm but also because that psalm's all about how god has made us and that's like the key of the reminder i think mm-hmm. um and yeah i i try and read them as often as possible i think it's just because sometimes you'll have days where you don't believe them and I think you just got to speak them over yourself mm-hmm. um, and it's always here and I know it's here and I can always go back to it um, so yeah I'll just read them out yeah please do I am a daughter of the king God's love for me is pure trustworthy and constant you created me in my inmost being you knit me together God is the love of my life I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He breathed life into me and sent Jesus Christ to die for all my sins. All the days ordained to me are written in your book. My name is engraved on the palm of God's hand. You have searched me and you know me. Nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. You are familiar with all of my ways. God loves me unconditionally. Oh, thank you. They're powerful, really powerful. I think that's a great, um, you know, practical thing. I think sometimes we can get caught up in knowing what to do, especially if we're experiencing things like anxiety. Sometimes it's good to have a practical thing. And if we can, like what you've done, create some um, written declarations, you know, stick them on your mirror, stick them on your fridge and um, say them over yourself because you're just renewing your mind with with the true word of god Mm, there's something so powerful about saying them out loud i think as well and just reading them yeah over yourself definitely i mean how much do we watch on tv or we watch on social media yeah things saying you're this or you're that and um yeah actually we need to be loud god's voice needs to be louder than that in our lives so um yeah that whole thing of like what you're letting into your body and your soul and yeah you've got to make space for yeah otherwise you will get clouded by all this other stuff Definitely.
definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Karina. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries. And um, we hope to see you soon. Bye.